0: welcome pewter report readers viewers and listeners to a brand new edition of the pewter report podcast energized by celsius the official energy drink of dot we are getting live on this monday edition of the pewter report podcast Want to say hello to all of the pewter people that are joining the show and filing in as well as uh, we get this show underway. It's not a victory Monday, but you know what, Bucks fans? We're kind of used to this at this point. The Bucks have lost six out of their last seven games. Victory Mondays have been few and far between. And yet, you people, the pewter people, still show up day in and day out, episode in and episode out. We That's really right. Appreciate you guys. We have an action-packed show today. After speaking to Todd Bowles, that he looks at the weather a little bit differently than we do. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm talking about, and a lot of news around the, <laughs> the NFC South as well, with the firing of Frank Reich of the Panthers, which coincidentally comes right when the Panthers are about to play. Yeah. So let's get all into it. I'm your host Matt Matera. Joining with me is my co-host, my colleague, and the face that runs the place at PeterReport.com. Sr. Scott Reynolds. Scott, how are we doing on this uh, Monday?
2: We're doing fantastic, Matt. Um, really good job in the press conference today. Thank uh, you. Asking some some good questions uh, to Todd Bowles. I was regrettably not there today. But see, folks, I'm telling you, it's not me. It's Pewter Report. It's anybody from Pewter Report shows up uh, when when there's the, the call. I'm having an awful hair day, by the way. I'm just like, hey, you, right you look good. You look good. I was just going to say,
0: I just... I just asked what everyone wanted to know. That's right. Like, all the people, like, we had multiple tweets at, or X's, whatever they're called now, yeah. at us today. Like, hey, can you ask this? Hey, can yeah. you ask that? Hey, what's going on with this? So, yeah, I mean, people want to know why the team has lost six of their last seven. They yeah. want to know why Todd Bowles doesn't think it's snowballing when he said right. it wasn't going to snowball. So, but yeah, yeah we, got, we got into all of it, really.
2: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and you guys are, are bringing it uh, as always here, at Kathy Gillespie. Now that Frank Reich has been fired, we don't we all know how this goes. Sparks a team, and they usually win the next one out. Final nail in the Bucks' coffin. It well, last well, season. <laughs> yeah, it it was last year. Uh, Frank or uh, Steve Wilkes got his first win in his yep. second game as interim head coach against the Buccaneers. Twenty was it twenty-one to three or twenty-four to three? in carolina whoa pj walker um, is a quarterback
0: yeah and let's also remember that game they traded away christian mccaffrey right that's right the week i don't yeah. know he's what was there their best player yeah on the team and they traded him
2: yeah and then Devonte um foreman runs for yeah. over 100 yards and chuba hubbard uh gets close and it was just a Really bad day for the Bucs. Uh, was that guess,
0: before or the after Panthers? they lost to the Steelers? That was the was week after the, they lost. That was to the, the Steelers. week after. So you thought yep. the team might be motivated because they just got upset right. by a team that they should have yeah. beat the week before.
2: Yep. Exactly. But hey,
0: the locker room's together. They're a close knit group.
2: that That's always important. <laughs> you win together, you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose, you lose together. Is that six losses out of the last seven? I think it did. Yeah. Right? Six out of the last, yeah. Okay. So uh, here's the deal. So you guys know the rule. This is Monday. So at, uh, at 420, we have this thing called roll call. Don't, don't do it now. Don't do it now. But let us know where you are watching or listening from. Um, and and that's going to go on a rant today at 420, which is fun. I'll be putting up all of the locations. So uh, the super chats cut the line. We had a great turnout last night in our podcast. We got to some of your posts. Uh, I went through it back and, and read some you, your comments are amazing. You get your comments are right on whether you super chat us or not. We go back and look at them. Yeah. And we look at them
0: after the show yeah, as well. So yeah.
2: yeah. Great stuff from you guys. You guys are the most educated Bucks fans out there. Love your passion. You guys show up as Matt said, win or lose. So we did have a last second super chat that literally came in as we were ending the show. And I want to get to this because we appreciate that. This was from Dale Doback. Um, not sure if that is the actual stepbrother, Dale Doback, or just somebody um, pretending to be. For $4.99, he said, Can we get Capo to Josh Capo, Peter Reports, Josh Capo, to do a piece on salary cap impact of potential offseason moves, cap hits, dead money, available space, etc." cetera? You guys rock. So the answer is yes. Uh, we will get Josh on that right away, just for you, Dale Dillback, and also for you, Peter People, because um it, it's time it's time to to keep one eye on this nfc south playoff race matt it's another thing to keep another eye on the future as we explore possible head coaches the bucks now seventh overall draft pick where that could end up in terms of the final first round uh draft pick goes uh, we'll see but but at pew report nobody covers the offseason like we do and we're getting closer to the off season. And Matt, it looks like that offseason is going to start after week 18.
0: It, it unfortunately does. And it was funny because I was on a show earlier and I was saying there is that old saying that the grass isn't always greener. But yeah. in this sense, while, yes, we are still focused on this season, the Bucs still are in a divisional playoff race by right. the grace of God. I don't know how. Uh, well, I do know how. The rest of the division stinks as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I am peeking over the fence a little bit, looking at the neighbors. Oh, you got a barbecue going on? What, right, what's right. happening over here? And thank goodness that the quarterback draft class is oh, as yeah. astute as it is yeah. this offseason. Because not all offseasons are the same. Now, granted, when you're looking for a new quarterback and you got your eye on the prize of a of a rookie quarterback, the next hopefully – face of this franchise which has been few and far between shout out to Jaden Daniels obviously Bucks fans are uh very excited about him yeah it, it is fun to think like oh you know future Buccaneer this guy future Buccaneer that guy this quarterback the one thing I do worry about with Jaden Daniels though is I've seen him pop up for other teams as well like oh yeah. why don't we trade back and we'll get Jaden Daniels yeah. I think he's going to get the Anthony Richardson Richardson push, totally and agree. like end up being maybe the third quarterback taken yeah, after uh, Caleb Williams and and Drake May. So yeah, very exciting. I'm with but you. He might he might play himself into a situation where even as bad as the Bucks are, they aren't able to uh, aren't able to get
2: him. Yeah, that's so, right. Well, you know, Matt, um, we are just literally a couple days away from December, and in some parts of the country. Uh, it's already snowing, believe it or yeah. not. Like I, I sent my daughter out there to brave the elements for yeah. farmageddon at, at Kansas state uh, and and watch our team lose uh, to the Iowa state cyclones in in a snowstorm. It was a fun game to watch despite the outcome. And I'm curious to see in a couple of weeks when the bucks go up to Lambeau field, yeah, right. For that Packers game, if it's going to be a snowstorm too, but you know what? Sometimes it snows in Tampa, Matt today. And, and, uh, you know, I, I think Todd Bowles was, was kind of uh, you know talking about some snow today as well. You were there, and you asked the question everybody wants the answer to. Let's let's go to that clip, shall we?
0: Yeah, let's go to that clip. He first answers about Baker Mayfield, so for those that want to know about Baker, he's got that response, and then, uh, yeah, a little little weather talk with uh, Todd Bowles. <laughs> Any update on Baker Mayfield, how he's feeling today? Did he get that MRI?
1: He's pretty sore. The MRI was negative. He has a sore ankle. I want to see how he's feeling during the week, but it came out negative, so that's a good thing.
0: A couple of weeks ago, you said that uh, after a loss, that this wasn't going to snowball. But now the team has lost six of seven. So, why has this snowballed?
1: I don't think it's snowball. I think we're making mistakes at the wrong time. You know, whether we get down to the one yard line in the first quarter, whether we blow something on defense in the second half, and it's a different guy every time. The effort there, the work is there. The snowball is probably yeah. You want to win a ball game? We're desperate to win a ball game, just one ball game, but. You know, small things happen against different teams at different times, and we can't play the Bucks plus the opposition.
0: I I also want to point out that when Todd Bowles had first said that he's that they're not going to let it snowball, that was after they lost on Thursday night football to the yeah. Bills, which that was their third loss in a row. They then right. lost the next week, won, and then lost the last two, including yesterday's game against the Indianapolis Colts. Um, are they making mistakes in the wrong moments? Yeah, but it's happening every single week and week after week. So, quite frankly, with all due respect to, to Todd Bowles, and I, I do respect him just as a person, uh, he's kind of delusional when he says this. And right. I understand, like, maybe you're not going to flat out say, Yeah, uh, we don't know how to stop this train wreck that, that's going on right now, <laughs> right. but like, he again, like shielding everyone else he's not even putting it on himself now he said he just says we got to coach it better we got to do it this better he never says that's on me this is on me those mistakes are on me and there's another thing and we can get to a a video later where i asked him because one of the annoying things about this bucks defense is the defensive backs 20 yards down the field and i so i i tried to get it out of todd i was like what did the colts do well that they were able to move the ball down the field as much as right. they did. I mean, they had 73 snaps on offense. So clearly right. they held on to the ball a yep. fair amount. Not to mention that the Bucks scored 20 points. And when you score 20 points, like, you have the ball for a while. <laughs> it's not like the Bucs had, you know, two plays for 75 yards and a touchdown. Right. And one of the first things he said was, uh, oh, they got some short passes. And I'm like, no, crap, Todd, that they got some short passes on you. Cuz when it's second and f- when it's third and 5 and you only need 5 yards and you have a 15-yard cushion, you're going to convert a lot of those third yeah. downs. So, a lot of the things he's saying, like it was bad last season when he would just flat out lie about things, like the Browns game when he was afraid to yeah. uh you know, he's afraid to turn the ball over with Tom right. Brady, even though he had like the fewest interceptions in the yeah. league, and he just let and, out
2: live. And the Browns only had two interceptions yeah. at that point in the season. Yeah. Like, so like the Browns were some takeaway machine.
0: Season in terms of him just bold faced lying to us. Yeah. But now he's just saying things that don't even make sense, that don't yeah. even register. And that's not helping his case either. Because yeah, it, he's not even taking accountability for it when he should be holding everyone else accountable.
2: Yeah. It's a telltale sign. I have seen this look on his face, just like I've seen it in Lovey Smith's face and Raheem Morris's face and Greg Schiano's face. It just, it, it's like the end is near and he knows it. And it's, it's like, it's like iceberg straight ahead. You're on the Titanic. You cannot turn the ship around and you're just going to crash. It's only a matter of time. Yeah. And, uh, you just hope that you get enough people off to the the lifeboats you know in time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well we'll see uh yep. who makes it safely to shore for next season. But uh, we yeah. got a couple of super chats to get into. Just a reminder, we'll have roll call in 7 minutes at 4:20. We uh we'll talk about that in a little bit, but uh thank you to Mark Fisher for this 4.99 super chat who says, "How is coaching today different than in the past? Do you think Don and Gruden would have had uh this team" Better or is it players and lack of effort? I really like this question because I think we're kind of seeing it with Bill Belichick right now. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore. And how would certain coaches look if they didn't have their Hall of Fame players, if they didn't have their certain Pro Bowl players? Like I think, for example, Mm -hmm. Mike McDaniel from the Dolphins. I don't know how he would do with like Baker Mayfield in this unit specifically. Mm -hmm. But I feel like if you took him and you put him on a number of different teams, he would still have a very successful offense just yeah. based on his system and, and things of that nature. And when he's you relatable to, too,
2: you know, he's yeah. relatable to, yeah. to the players. And, and, uh, I, I don't think, I don't think you, you know, look at Andy Reid, He's 65, I think. I mean, he's yeah. still relatable to his players. Yeah, he's got he a childlike with them.
0: joy about everything.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I think Bruce Arians was, was relatable, you know, to, to the, the Buccaneers. Um, I think you have to treat players with respect. I think most players uh, want to hear the truth, whether they like it or not. And, um, but at the same time, the old school authoritarian, Bill Parcells, Jimmy Johnson, Bill Belichick, um, I don't know that that works anymore. But I think there's some older guys that, that can still, as long as they relate to the players and have some, some kind of relatability, uh, and the game hasn't passed them by. In other words, they're still being innovative. And, and uh, you know, here's a great point, Matt, about Andy Reid. He lets the players come up with plays, right? He trusts yeah. Patrick Mahomes yeah. and Travis Kelsey and these guys to come up with plays, right? They did the ring around the Rosie play yeah, yeah. against the, the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. And, and it's like that kind of stuff's important, right? And, and, and Bruce Arians, I think the reason why he got his message across the players is because he said, This is your team. This is your team. You're out yeah. there playing, man. This is, This is your reputation. On the line, I'm just on the sidelines, you know, and I mean, he had a way of holding players accountable. And I think that's a big thing that's missing with the Todd Bowles Buccaneers. I wrote about that today. Just put it in the chat here. Uh, our My two point conversion column is is not even about the Colts game, per se. It's what's wrong with the Buccaneers. The real problem with the Buccaneers is, and I'm telling you guys, you don't have to even read it. But I mean, I want you to. It's it's accountability and lack thereof. It's, it's not just from Bowles either, Matt. I think. The team captains on this team are letting the team down. And it, it was a bunch of nice guys. I mean, we talk about Antoine Winfield. He's shiny, happy people, smiling all the time. That's great. You could be a, a captain and have positivity and lift guys up and, uh, and and get your message across that way. John Lynch was that way. Derek Brooks was that way. Hey, guys, we got to stay together. got to keep it positive. That's fine. But you got to have that one prick on your yeah. team that holds people accountable. It was Hardy Nickerson when I got here in '95. It was Warren Sapp after him. Um, and and Warren Sapp was that guy on that Bucks Super Bowl team in 2002. And sometimes you don't have to be a team captain, Matt. It can be Jason Pierre Paul. It can yeah. be Dominican Sue. Those guys weren't captains. Exactly. But for the for the Mike Evans and the Levante Davids and the Devin Whites and the guys that are all, you know, nice guys. And and, and now you got, you know, Chris Godwin and Vita Vea and you know, funny you know, joking guy and stuff, that's fine. You could have those personalities, but you have to have that one guy that's demanding. That yeah. Maybe you fear a little bit, right? Because you don't want to get blown up in, in you know, by Jason Pierre-Paul on the sidelines, on national TV, or in the locker room, or on the, the field in the huddle. And, and I think that's what's missing. And that, that's, that's an ingredient in this day and age that's hard to find because you got a lot of five-star virus, You have a lot of guys that have been coddled all the way through high school. Oh, you're the best. Oh, you're the greatest, you know, and they get to college and it's the same way. And, and uh, I just don't know that there's um, in in a world of where there's so much texting and social media and not a lot of face-to-face conversations in the younger generation. I see it as a parent. Um, (laughs) There's, there's not a lot of guys that have that fire and brimstone and demand the accountability and so it's harder and harder for guys like Jason Light and general managers, I think, around the league to find those guys coming out of college because they all want to be liked, right? They all want to be get along and and maybe, you know, maybe they're all about themselves as as opposed to being about the team and being a team leader. So it's it's a hard trait to find, but it's a missing trait right now in this team.
0: Yeah, Scott, right before this show, you were on Ronnie and t Crass, and I love what you had to say talking about the guys like Adomkansu and JPP, where they didn't even have the C on their jersey, and were still the ones kind of holding everyone together. And I think if you break it down captain by captain, you can see how you're missing that. Like Levante David leads by example, but he's he's quite soft-spoken, but he's an awesome player, and that's why he's a team leader. Mike Evans... I am not calling Mike Evans selfish by any means, but he's in a contract year and you can kind of see it a little bit. Like in years past, Mike Evans be accessible every single locker room appearance, every single day, every single time there's media availability. Now we haven't heard from him as much and I don't necessarily blame him because he's focused on getting that next big contract. Don't blame Mike Evans at all for that. Um, Vita Veya, yeah, I mean he's one of the boys. He's one of the boys. He's yeah. super, super funny. But when the going gets tough, is he going to call someone out? I don't necessarily see that. Devin, we've already talked about. He's Mr. Hollywood. He yeah. wants to be big time. And then you got a couple of new captains: Tristan Wirfs, Mr. Nice Guy. Everybody yeah. knows that. He's all
2: shucks. I'm from Iowa. You know. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: this is Chris, great. I'm not. Chris Godwin kind of from the school of um, of Levante David. Yeah, lead by example. And you know right. what? Chris isn't really having the best season too. So it's yeah, tough when we're not playing that well. Yep. I get it, he doesn't drop any passes, but we only got four targets at you each game. It's kind yeah. of tough to drop a lot of passes. When you're not playing that great either, it's kind of tough to call everyone else out. Yeah, Andrew Winfield Jr. is the only guy that's kind of stood up and being like, we need to play better. You know, he, yeah. he made that speech, do you want to be great? He said yeah. all that stuff after the game, and then they went out and got smoked the next <laughs> week. So, <laughs> know. you know, it, it's kind of, you're you're grasping at straws. You're, you're trying to point to someone or something that can, yeah. can really put it together, and the Bucs just haven't found it yet.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, another super chat here before we do roll call. Uh, Catamax, $5 super chat. That game was the nail in the coffin. I was staying optimistic until yesterday. The snowball reply was just abysmal. What's your top three head coaching candidates? Uh, I'm actually writing a story. It's a little bit of a rebuttal to uh, the story I wrote about Bill Belichick, um, which was really just a recapitulation of a report from Mike Florio. Yeah, And and it's, listen, uh, the Lasers they're going to cast a wide net. And I mean, and they'll... They'll do the pros and cons with everybody, and one of those guys will be Bill Belichick. Who I think Robert Kraft is going to bail on and, and probably try to trade. And so I've already written a, a column that's coming out tomorrow morning about why the Buccaneers should not go after Bill Belichick <laughs> by any means uh, necessary. And so, uh, but I, I think the guy that that I, I serve up um, is uh, is Todd Munkin, and I and I tell you why tomorrow in. In, uh, in that particular column. So you can read that tomorrow morning on PeterReport.com. But it, it, to me, it starts with Todd Munkin. And then, you know, you got to do the Bobby Slowicks and the uh, Ben you know, Johnson. The, the Ben Johnson's. You, you got to go down that road. It's got to be an offensive minded guy, in my opinion. But it's got to be somebody that holds players accountable, that has some fire and some energy, because ultimately teams take on the personality of their head coach, you know. Yeah. and um, And right now, they've taken on a very kind of complacent, See vibe from, from Todd Bowles, unfortunately. Yeah, that, I, I mean, think uh, it's that time, man. It,
0: it, it is that time. its for is 4-24-21, 420, but we like to be fashionably late sometimes. It is time for Roll Call, baby! That's right. Where are you at, Peter people? This is a fun little thing we do every Monday. So if you're new to the show, welcome to your first Roll Call on the Peter Report podcast. Like I said, we do this every Monday. Uh, we love interacting with our fans as much as we can, so this is another way that we do it where... Each Monday at 4:20, one of us will uh, start talking about a Bucks topic that we're we're feeling passionate about today. I'm going to do that, and while I'm talking about your favorite football team or just a team that you're interested in, maybe uh, you know the Bucks are your NFC team. Um, start putting where you're watching the show from uh, on the screen. As you see, Scott's putting it uh, up there as well, and because uh, we got awesome fans from all over the place. So, what I want to talk about today um, is. It kind of goes back to the accountability and everything that we've kind of talked about with this team, you know, constant mistakes over and over and over again. I said it yesterday. I said it in the media room today with other media people that I was talking with. And I'll say it now. I mean, the bucks were consistent with not just penalties, but backbreaking penalties and backbreaking mistakes from the beginning of the game from the first drive on offense until the last drive on offense and the defense Obviously made a lot of mistakes as well. First drive of the game, you get down to the one inch line and I got it. Baker Mayfield got hurt, but I don't care if you got Kyle Trask. I don't care if you got John Wolford. I don't care if you got Zach Wilson in the game from the one inch line. You should be able to score a damn touchdown from the one inch line when you had two more cracks at it. But what happened? Aaron Stinney went off sides. Then you got first and five. Bucs didn't want to trust Kyle Trask to throw the football, so they ran it with Rashad White, and then Trask had to throw it on third down, and it was incomplete. You lead to a field goal. The last drive of the game, you're trying to tie it up. You're down a touchdown. A touchdown ties the game up. You got second down right before the two-minute warning, so everything's open on the field. You don't have to worry about playing the sideline. Bam, Baker connects a pass over the middle for first down. You're at the 50, two-minute warning. All right, cool. You got three timeouts. 50 yards to go, you can tie that game up. What happened? Oh, play doesn't count. Illegal shift. Move it back. Now you're running your second down play after the two-minute warning, and they ran the football. Why, I don't know. And because you didn't have that first down, then you had to call a different play because it's third and short, and you got to focus on just getting the first down instead of getting a chunk play down the field. Baker held on to the ball too long. It was a good pass rush as well. Tristan Wirfs, actually. It really wasn't on Baker. It was more on Tristan yeah. Wirfs. Loses the ball, bam, game is done. The defensive side of the ball. Fourth and short in the first half. Bucks sell out for the run. Play action by the Colts. First down to Michael Pittman. Late in the game. What are the Colts gonna do? Fourth and inches. Play action. The Bucks fall for it again. Mo yep. Alley Cox over the middle down the field. Busted coverage. Every single week we hear busted coverage
1: And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: It's a lack of focus, but you know what's the issue when each week it's someone else making that mistake, whether it's a bad penalty, whether it's a drop by Trey Palmer on a second and 17, whether it's penalties on the defense, there's been one constant, even though it's someone different, that goes back to just discipline and bad coaching. The coaching has to be held accountable when you're making these same mistakes over and over and over and having these penalties over and over and over. So it's a lack of accountability. It's a lack of coaching. And again, with top roles trying to protect everybody, no one's ever going to be called out. You said it again. We said it on the show. Players getting coddled. Devin White is getting coddled. Oh, Devin, it's not that bad. You don't have to get better, Devin. Everybody else has to get better. Well, damn it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But so does Devin. That's right. And if Devin is that hurt, if the foot is an excuse, and Devin's not Devin's not like, oh man, my foot is messed up, I'm not doing well. Devin's at least taking a little bit of accountability for it, but yep. if the foot is that much of an issue, then screw it. Just sit him and play Sarasye Dennis and play K.J. Britt. Because at least Sarasye Dennis busted his ass after the play got busted, and Sarasye yeah. was on the other side of the field. At least he busted his ass to try yeah. to go and tackle Mo Cox to at least keep it... Two or one possession game, they would have held him to a field goal, but they didn't because then they just ran it down the bucks' throat over and over and over again. So it all goes back to the top with the coaching because it's the penalties, it's the undisciplined, undisciplined play, and it's the play calling that finds themselves in these same situations week in and week out. So a lot has to change on this team. And it probably will happen soon. It may happen as soon as next week if they lose to the Panthers. Yeah,
2: well said, Matt. That was that was a hell of a rant. I agree 1,000%. Um, you. you nailed it, just like our pewter people always nail it when they come um, on Mondays for Roll Call Mondays. So I just want to give a shout-out to a yeah. couple of our right. uh, our friends up north. Uh, Babalu uh, Bivaski from Winnipeg, Canada. We have another Canadian uh, joining in today, Felix Schmidt from Alberta. Edmonton. I'm sorry, Edmonton, Alberta, if I can read correctly. And uh, around the state of Florida, Bill Vincent checking in from Gulf Breeze, as well as uh, Bob uh, Babelis from Newport Ritchie, Florida. Hello, Very Bob. Cool. Thanks for joining us. That's awesome. And we have a couple of attestators as well. Uh, we've got JB, last day in Jersey City, New Jersey, after a bodega run. <laughs> bodega. And King Cook from Richmond, Virginia. Always appreciate King Cook's comments. Um, and then we've got Spitz on Sports, Rich. Oh yeah, from, um, yeah, you're yes, guy. Yeah, uh, Rich
0: Spitz. I do his uh, I do his radio show a yeah. lot on Saturdays.
2: So uh, up there in Massachusetts, also known as hell, apparently. So <laughs> appreciate everybody tuning in for another fun edition of Roll Call. We love Mondays, whether it's Victory Monday or not, because you always get to hear from you pewter people. So.
0: And I love talking about bodegas, too. So why don't we talk about Let's do it. the best place to get a this type of drink at a bodega? And, of course, I'm talking about Celsius Energy Drinks, the official sponsor of the Peter Report podcast. Check out all of their flavors because they have so many. Their newest one is the Cosmic Vibe. But you can't go wrong either with the orange pomegranate or the sparkling orange or the sparkling watermelon. There's just so... Many awesome flavors. The Arctic vibe is my personal favorite. There is no sugar. There is no post-energy drink crash or jitters that you may get with another product out there. So, if you need to know where to find all of the all of these delicious flavors of Celsius, go to the Celsius store locator. Punch in your address, similar to what you did with the uh, with roll call, but uh, a little more specific with your address, and uh, it'll tell you the closest geographical location where you can pick one up. It could be a health and fitness store, a 7-Eleven, Walmart, maybe a Winn-Dixie or a Walgreens, or could be your bodega.
2: Bodega.
0: And uh, once you keep going to your bodega and you pick up a ton of Celsius, but you're like, you know what? I really want it in bulk. I just want more. I just want one full shipment that maybe I can send to my place of residence. You can do that. Go to Amazon, click on the subscribe and save I'd recommend getting the Variety Pack because, as you see on the screen, there's so many awesome flavors. Variety is the spice of life. Why not try them all out? Like Pokemon. Got to catch them all. Um, So, have it sent to your residents from Amazon whenever you want. could be a week, month, quarterly, yearly. You're in charge. Your call. Just make sure you're drinking Celsius energy drinks. Make Celsius your number one pick. Celsius, the official energy drink of PeterReport.com. Scott, why don't we get back to uh, some of these Super Chats? Let's do it. KJ Chap, thank you for the $5 super chat, says, I don't know why I was thinking Jerry Seinfeld here, what's the deal with these BBs and the uncontested <laughs> passes? And why are they playing so far off of the wide receivers? That actually brings me back to what I was talking about before yep. when I asked Todd Bowles about what the what the Colts did uh, pretty well. So why don't we just get to that video, and then we'll answer KJ Chap's question. And Those mistakes happening after week.
1: Shouldn't be. It's things we've done every day. Every day we've done them right hundreds of times, and at a certain point in time, it doesn't get done. All six of seven, is it a challenge to get the guys to understand just how close they still are to the prize? No, we understand. You know, We just have to make a play. We're just trying to win a game. We're going to try to take one game at a time and try to win a game and see where we are at the end. we still got all our division games ahead of us, so we feel like we have a chance.
0: What did the Colts do well on offense that made them able enough to continuously move the ball down the field?
1: I thought they had some short passes. I thought they ran the ball well. I thought we misfit more runs than we typically misfit by alignment. And I think that hurt us. You know, they're a good team. They have a great back. They have a good offensive line, but we helped them too.
0: Yeah, you sure did help them. I mean, I don't understand the alignment thing again, that goes back to coaching, like how these players not line up They're 11 games into the season, 12 weeks into the
2: season. Well also too, I mean, I I know that the Devin, I guess, where's the green dot, right? He gets the calls, but I mean, they miss Levante David too. As you've always said, Matt, and you're spot on Levante David is, is Devin's eraser. When he makes a mistake, Devin is there to erase it and, and make, make it all better. And, I think some of those alignment errors might have been not having Levante David in in the lineup to correctly spot, you know, uh, motions and shifts and formations and get this team lined up correctly. You would think Devin would be that guy to do that, but maybe not.
0: I just I just have an awful, awful feeling because I don't trust this team to really make adjustments again when they do make the adjustments it takes so long. Bryce Young's gonna have the best game of his career because <laughs> everyone's gonna be wide open. He's gonna have the best game of his career, and I'm gonna rip my hair out because it's yeah. gonna be so aggravating. Which you can watch during the Peter Game Day Show. There you uh, go for Boxers Panthers. But uh, Dirty Red has a four ninety nine super chat. Thank you, Dirty Red, who says I'm liking the offense. But do you guys think Brian Flores would be a good head coach switch? So Brian Flores obviously was the uh, the head coach of the Dolphins for a little bit. Yeah. Um. I just I don't think they should go with the defensive coach. I, I like agree. the idea of him calling the Bucks' defense yeah. and blitzing with that. De- well, Devin White won't be here next season, yeah. but like hypothetically, if Devin White was here, blitzing with Devin White and just doing a little bit of different things and just staying aggressive the whole time, yeah. uh, than than what Todd does. Uh But uh, yeah, in my opinion, they have to they gotta go offense. It's an offensive driven yeah. league. You gotta go offense.
2: The Glaziers historically have done the pendulum switch, right? Yeah. They just have done that. They've gone, you know, from Raheem Morris, who's kind of a player's coach, um, you know, very much like a, you know, kind of like a buddy-buddy, you know, with the players, uh, probably too close to some of those guys in age and all of that, to hard school, toes on the line, Greg Schiano, right? Mr. Yeah. Discipline. And, and then after that, you went to, hi, I'm Lovey Smith. I'll be the coach of your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, you went 4-12 and 12 last year? Well, we're going to go 12-14 and 14 this year. And just sleepy, sleepy, sleepy guy after Mr. Yell and Scream. So, um, you know, and it's interesting because they went three defensive guys in a row, right? You had Raheem, then you had um, Shiano, then you had Lovey Smith. Then they went offense with Dirk Cutter. You know, who's a little bit more like, you know, and and had a little bit more punch to him, Um, and then they kind of leveled up from Dirk. They got like the better version of Dirk, which is Bruce Arians, another offensive-minded guy who really was like Dirk on steroids, and um, and and had been there and done that, and and been to the playoffs out there in Arizona. Had some really good teams out there, and and then you know, and now we're we're back to bowls. So I agree, Matt. I think they're definitely going offense probably a guy that is going to be holding players accountable and in everything that Todd is not doing right now that's what they want in the new head coach that's usually that way it goes the pendulum swing
0: and i think what helps too and it, obviously it's like different but you know brady comes in a couple seasons ago and it's like oh wow we got to like straighten up and and get ready i think just having like a new boss in immediately gets people's you know attention yeah every, yeah attention people perk up i think it's yeah. Bowles has been here it's like oh there's a new coach but like that's right and eh, nothing's really changing that much like we yeah. know he's Bowles. been here since
2: 2019
0: exactly yeah. exactly so like is his message running a little bit of hollow could be the case again yeah. they've lost six out of seven um we have a ten dollar super chat from bill vincent thank you very much bill um if you have a another comment during the show uh, feel free to put it up and we will put it up as well on um, on the screen here. but thank you very much Bill. I uh, appreciate your participation as well during uh, roll call. Buck baseman with a two dollar super chat says "Bowl says they work hard confirming <laughs> not- <laughs> confirming not smarter yeah, I should have yeah. asked bowls because he was like, oh he didn't say this today yeah but he does like the typical like oh well, we had a great practice. I don't know what went wrong. Yeah. I should have asked him though, like, so you didn't commit any penalties in practice? Like, did right. anyone <laughs> drop a ball in practice? Yeah.
2: You know. That's important, right? Uh yeah. but remember Bruce Arians would, would say, like, yeah. like, yeah, we didn't have a good practice, you know. And and he he would kind of say, yeah, yeah, you know, like, and we're oh, so- shit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right, and exactly. Like and and sometimes though teams will practice like crap and have a really good game. And, and then other weeks the coach just doesn't see it coming. They feel like they're gonna go out there and kick some ass and it just Done materialize. And that's just unfortunately been the case for the Buccaneers uh, too, too many times. Uh, I just see an interesting uh, comment here. We have some more super chats, but this is an interesting comment here from Bat W. Didn't Todd Munkin already turn us down? Well, he did for the offensive coordinator job. And the reason why he did is, is pretty simple. He wasn't sure if t- what about Todd Bowles' job security, right, past this year. And he wasn't sure who the quarterback was going to be, right? Because this is before they, they got. Baker Mayfield, remember Kyle Trask was the quarterback, the only one under contract. Yeah,
0: but so Baker, got signed. right? Yeah. So
2: it's like you know, John Harbaugh, Todd Bowles, and then Lamar Jackson. I mean, he was going to get resigned. Everybody knew that. Yeah. Lamar Jackson or you know, Kyle Trask or whoever else. It was a pretty easy decision for Todd market But being a head coach, having a head coaching opportunity, sure. different story for sure. And we'll see what happens. I'm not saying Todd's coming here. I have no idea, but. But uh, I, I think the Bucks should pursue him and see what happens because he checks an awful lot of boxes.
0: And I'll keep saying, you want to dangle a carrot in, in front of – because, again, there's going to be multiple coaching opportun- – head coaching yeah. opportunities, vacancies this season. Yeah. A nice little carrot that you can dangle in front of some of these candidates that other teams can't. The NFC South stinks. Yeah. Stinks. It's wide open. Mm-hmm. It's wide open. So if you want to have direct success right. – and if you come in, especially if you're a first-time head coach and mm-hmm. let's say there are those growing pains and you get another eight, nine team like last season that made yeah. the playoffs, if you're a first-time head coach, it's like, oh, wow, look at that. A little bit of a struggle, <laughs> right. but first-time head coach and he makes the playoffs in his first yeah. season, season—that's that looks a little bit better than than the Todd Bowles situation or if you go right. to like... You know, the AFC West, and you just get smoked by the Chiefs, you know, every every single time. The other thing
2: about Monk and too, and we're getting way ahead of ourselves, there's still six games to go. But I mean, just since we're kind of on the topic, I mean, um, you want Mike Evans back next year? All right. Well, this guy was his position coach for three years in Tampa, right? I mean, yeah. (laughs) Mike had some very productive years here. So I I think Todd Bowles, he's not going to have to study up on Mike Evans. He knows who he is. And by the way, Chris Godwin was also here for those years. Right, so yeah, so you want a better year from from Chris Godwin in a contract year? Maybe Munkin's the guy for that. So there's there's those types of things. He won two national championships, had a prolific offense at Georgia, and then goes right into the NFL. Boom, Ravens averaging 27 points per game. He's getting a lot of mileage out of Lamar Jackson, Zay Flowers, the rookie wide receiver first-round pick has looked great.
0: uh, uh, Scott, absolutely, and then Todd Munkin, another thing, like – to anyone that watched that game last night between the Ravens and the Chargers, the Ravens didn't even play their best offensively. They didn't right. look that great, but damn it, they closed it out at the end. And had they yeah. closed it out, an end around to Zay Flowers and yeah, he ran like yards, yeah, ran mm-hmm. all the way down the field for a touchdown. So the creativity's there yeah. and the ability to close out games. Remember, the Bucks' offense was good when he was the offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, in. Uh, you know, right before
2: the twenty eighteen. I mean, game. his yeah. his his first game as play caller, they went in there and stomped the Saints forty eight to forty one or forty two, yeah. whatever it so was. So,
0: if he gets a quarterback well, and, that doesn't throw a million interceptions, yeah, you are going to have a good offense.
2: Ryan Fitzpatrick. That was the beginning of Fitz magic. Those three games uh, were pretty electric from a backup quarterback like Ryan Fitzpatrick. But you know, it was. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, just throwing that name out there.
0: Kelly's White Fields participating in uh, roll call, <laughs> even a little bit more Appreciate it, <laughs> yep. Kelly Dwight Fields says Ocala. So okay. Kelly Dwight fields is watching from Ocala. Thank we appreciate that. Uh, Katamax with the $5 super chat. Thank you. Katamax says the lack of accountability goes back to the Pittsburgh game last year. Brady didn't travel with the team. I wonder if bowls lost the team that week. Yeah. So if, you, if you guys, if you guys remember Brady, I believe went to Robert Kraft's wedding. Correct. Um, which was in New York City, yep. which isn't – I mean, driving-wise, it's like an eight-hour drive yeah. because I've done the drive. Uh, It's like eight hours from New York to Pittsburgh, but obviously Tom Brady flew private. Yeah. Um, And some people are like, oh, my God, is this is a distraction. And then everyone else is like, well, it's the Steelers. They stink, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Steelers beat them. Steelers beat them in ways where it's like, well, if you just didn't do this instead of that, and if the Bucks yeah. defense could have got off the field on third down – And then you compound that by losing to the Panthers the following week.
2: Yeah, it was a bad luck.
0: I don't know if they lost the – it's tough to say you lost the team. But, yeah, that was starting to be the the crack in the infrastructure that is now what you see present day.
2: Agreed. Agreed.
0: Richie P with the $10 Super Chat. Thank you, Richie. Says, Bulls two losses ago looked like he had a bad (laughs) burrito and got a bad case of the bubble guts. Fortunately, the bubble guts one out, and balls is a crappy situation that he can't do anything about. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, for me, this goes back to really the, the Texans game. I think, I think that that was the beginning of the end um, for for you for you old timers that have been around for a long time. You know, you remember I, I dubbed the the loss to the Washington Redskins uh, back in twenty sixteen, which was. No, 2015, which was Levy's second and last year, they were up like 27, 28 to seven or something like that at half uh, over Washington on the road. Uh, Mike Evans had a 200 yard game, and uh, Kirk Cousins led the the Redskins back to beat Washington. I'm sorry to beat uh, Tampa Bay in Washington, and that was the famous. You like that game? Yeah, and. Uh, that that was that was like the beginning of the end. I called for Lovey Smith to be fired after that game. And uh and, and I think I think the Texans game was that game for Todd Bowles, where it's just like you have the lead, your yeah. defense is out there on the field. 45 your, seconds. Yeah, your offense is put up 37 points. You just need to stop. I mean, they have to score a touchdown to win, not a field goal, a touchdown. And and you let a rookie quarterback throw his fifth touchdown with seconds left. So it, it just uh, to me, this started back in that that Texans game. You know.
0: Neither of those situations were good for Bucks fans. But I can't help but think, like, man, that game against Washington back in the day or that game against the Texans. Yeah. you imagine live betting the opponent when the Bucs had that lead, how much yeah. money you would end up winning if you live bet that? Well, you can live bet and make all your bets over at mybookie.ag. If you found a $100 bill on the ground, you wouldn't walk past it. So don't pass up any chance at easy cash with my MyBookie. MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds and contestants to fill all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere, so you can turn that sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Bet on the NFL, college bowl games, or play for a share of big cash prizes in the weekly blackjack tournaments. If you've been waiting for the right time to get in on the action, that time is now. Make your winning move today. Sign up at MyBookie using the promo code Pewter, that's P-E-W-T-E-R, and claim your deposit match redeemable up to $1,000. So you're just getting $1,000 in MyBookie bank account. Even if you learn from Plants any math, you know that is a heck of a deal. Again, that's promo code Pewter, P-E-W-T-E-R, to claim your bonus. Experience the thrill of sports betting right from the comfort of your own home. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, make sure you check out their, uh, online casino as well. Ton of fun. And like they say, you don't even have to leave your home. So use my bookie. You could use it tonight for the, uh, Vikings bears game. And (laughs) by the way, speaking of plant city, uh, shout out to Mark cook who would do that all the time. I was watching the Florida state, Florida game. And, uh, Florida has a gigantic defensive tackle. He wears number 21. I forgot his name, but he's like over 400 pounds. Yeah. And they were showing like they were showing his name, height, weight. And his hometown was Plant City. So I was like, oh, Plant City. (laughs) Shout out. Plant City, man. Still got him into Florida. But uh, yeah. Go does sure. a good game for
2: Florence. Yeah, I've i won a fortune on my bookie. Thanks to me. I mean, my bookie has nothing to do with it. My bookie <laughs> wants me to lose, but I'm actually doing really, really well in college football and pros. I nailed all three of my picks yesterday. I picked Ravens, Rams, and Colts, mm. and and uh, cashed in and all that. So uh, I'm I I've literally only lost about a hundred dollars this year so far, and for me, that's really good. So usually, I mean, come on, it's house, it's the house rules. You're going to lose. But um, usually I'm wiped out by now. Usually I start with with X amount of money, and I'm usually out by now. But I've actually done pretty well. So there Use you go. Bookie. It's yeah.
0: fun. Keep it's it fun. rolling. Keep it moving. Uh, Bucks Basin with the $5 Super Chat. Thank you. Says, I hope they don't keep bowls because of that dumb five-year extension. No, this won't. team isn't snowballing. It's already hit the <clears> iceberg <throat> and is sinking. No bill. Head coach, please. Yeah, I yeah. think you're talking about Bill Belichick. I yeah. have no interest in Bill Belichick coaching the Buccaneers from either one a strategic standpoint to help right. the team play better, and also personally from a media standpoint. I think he'd be horrible with the media. <laughs> yes. It would be terrible. You want to get mad yeah. at like the things Bowles says or the things Bowles continues to say right. week in and week out? It would be even worse. It would be terrible. Carolina with Bill Belichick as Run the Carolina uh, as the head coach. So no, no, thank you to that. And yeah, don't worry about the extension; it means nothing. Yeah.
2: Well, the other thing too is remember with Todd Bowles that that fifth year is always a team option, so it's really kind of like four-year contract, and he's already two years into it. So, listen, the Lasers signed John Gruden to a massive contract extension back in two thousand and eight, mm-hmm. in the off-season of two thousand eight, and they fired him later that year, so <laughs> he didn't even get to see that extension really, and yet he, he got paid right because it's a guaranteed contract. So the Lasers, yeah, they'll 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 do what they need to do
0: mars with the two dollar super chat thanks mars says uh, what up with wide receiver three rashad white not getting targets yeah yeah this i mean he had in the past couple of weeks but this week he had two catches for 10 yards was not a factor in the passing game i was a bit surprised that the bucks didn't really go with that too much especially when baker was playing on a bum ankle and clearly wasn't as mobile as he is when he's fully healthy. So as to why they didn't use uh Rashad white as much, I'm not really sure uh, as of, as of right now, it, he was one of their best options and no one really did much outside of Mike Evans. I mean, he accounted for both of their touchdowns right. in the game. So um, yeah, a little bit of a head scratcher when it came to the, the utilization of Rashad white. Now he did run the ball quite well, had a hundred rushing yards on the dot. So there was an improvement, and Rashad White did have his imprint on the game
2: somewhat. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I think I think we're we're seeing a better version of Rashad White here in the second half of the season, which is good to see because I still think he's going to be an Alvin Kamara type player, where he is going to be more of a receiver than a runner. Uh, again, Alvin Kamara has never had a thousand yard receiver, but he makes the Pro Bowl or he's made the Pro Bowl in the past. I think he's kind of like at the edge of his prime, going downhill now. Yeah, but. I mean, he he has twelve hundred yard seasons when you add it all up, and he finds ways to get to the end zone. I think Rashad can be that kind of guy. Maybe eight hundred yards rushing, four to five hundred yards receiving, and that's that's not bad. That's that's good production.
0: Easy the great with the five dollar super chat says we know the Glazers don't fire coaches mid season, but dot dot dot. Yeah. If the Bucks get blown out by the Panthers at home or lose by double digits, could this change? I think you almost have to at that point. Unless you're like unless you're gonna and I get what you were saying yesterday, where you're like, well, why not just keep them and keep losing and uh you'll end up with a top five pick. Yeah. You can't come out and blatantly say it. I think the best thing for the Glazers would be the Bucks stay in the divisional race but keep losing. And so by that factor, the the Saints and the Falcons keep losing. So You can stay with Todd as your coach, and if he just continues to lose, then you're still going to end up with a good draft. This is so weird because, like, there's going to be a winner of the NFC South, and if they didn't win the division, they could, like, still end up with a top 10 pick, which is kind of unbelievable.
2: (laughs) I know. It really is. It's how bad the NFC South is this year. I think the division winner is going to be 9-8, and unlike 8-9 and last year was for Tampa Bay. But I don't know. I mean, we'll see. It's, it's kind of crazy uh, how it all shakes out. We have a couple of late uh, international viewers here. just wanted to throw these out here. Greets, by the way, from Austria, Vienna. This is from uh, Andreas Hafer. Three degrees Celsius here and no snowballs as well. So uh, we appreciate you using the term Celsius, too, which is our official partner, our official yeah. energy drink there, which is cool. But you're talking about the temperature, and I'm sure it's cold there, colder than Florida for sure. And then also uh, from St. Thomas, Virgin Islands, uh, Enoch Noel. So we appreciate you tuning in as well. And back to the Super Chats, Matt, we go.
0: Eric Moreno with the $2 Super Chat says, Dave and Dean, any chance they play versus the Panthers? We asked Balls about that today, and he gave the typical, you know, we'll wait and see uh, that whole spiel. So Wednesday will definitely be more of an indicator of whether uh, – dean and and yeah. uh, david will be able to go hopefully at least levante will be able to yeah eric with another two dollars super chat thanks Thank eric you. says celsius strawberry guava four pack from publix yum love to see that love that you are enjoying celsius that's what it's all about their flavors are fantastic we're not just yeah we're not just blowing smoke we're not just making it up they truly are a great great energy drink yep
2: yeah. Exactly. Well, uh, speaking of great, great, um, I'm going to talk about the great Eric Gross and his great business, which is the Eric Gross Group, and that's that's why they're the official realtor of Peter Report because Eric does a great job. As the kind of person we want on our team, and you're going to want him on your team when it comes to either you buying or selling a house because it takes a full team effort to win in football, and it's the same approach in real estate. Eric's a former football player. He knows all about teamwork and how important it is. This is the pro bowler that you want looking for a house for you or looking for buyers for your house. Because he's done hundreds of transactions in this crazy real estate market, uh, not just in the Tampa area, but he is a Tampa native. He knows this area like the back of his hand, but all across the country because he is part of the EXP Realty Group. They have a network of over 85,000 agents. So if you're moving to the great state of Florida from another place, he can help you sell your house where you are and find your, your Florida dream home. And if you are moving outside of the state, well, we hate to see you go, but he can also help you on both ends of that transaction as well. Or if you're moving around the state, you want Eric Gross and the Eric Gross Group on your side because their clients are not just transactions. They're lifelong friends. And he's a big Tampa Bay fan. As you know, he reads Peter Report and he also watches the Peter Report podcast, probably watching right now. So You want to sign him. You want to draft him. He is the guy. Go visit his website, housesandfla.com. You'll find out why because he's got a great selection of inventory there. It's a great website. I love the layout. Or give Eric a call at 513-907-4271 or visit housesandfla.com. No matter where you are on your home ownership journey, you're going to feel welcome with the Eric Gross Group, the official realtor of Peter Report.
0: More Super Chats are in, so... Let's not waste any more time. Meets McGee, thank you for the $10 super chat, says, looks like it could be a possibility of nine vacancies, head coaching vacancies. I added the Rams because of Sean McVay. We do not know what he would do. The Chargers will get the first choice. They got the only franchise quarterback. Yeah, that's also true. I mean, you got you got to look at the landscape of a team. Yeah. Uh, some of these head coaches will have their choice, and if you have a yeah. franchise quarterback, that obviously – Um, goes a long way. So definitely something to consider, obviously, with the Baker Mayfield stuff or if they draft the quarterback this year. Because that's another thing is coaches like choosing their quarterback in the draft. And then, you
2: know. Interestingly enough about Todd Munkin, he also was an offensive coordinator with Baker Mayfield in Cleveland back in 2019. He was not the play caller. That was Freddie Kitchens. But but, uh, he was the the offensive coordinator in Cleveland with Baker. So he's got some experience working with Baker. We'll see what Thank happens.
0: you to Samuel Fisher for this $5 super chatter. says, can Trask start this week, please? We need to see him. And if he can be a franchise quarterback for us going into the offseason and coaching hires, I think he can.
2: Uh, we talked about this last night on the Peter Report podcast. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tristan Wirfs, those kind of guys—they—they they don't care about whether Kyle Trask can can yeah. be the, the the future of the franchise. They want to win, and they want to win right now. And Baker Mayfield is not playing poorly enough to pull the trigger. So I get where you're coming from, and maybe there's some people even in the front office, right? Because it's their job to have one eye in on the future and one eye in on the present as well. That's that's the the role of 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 any person in the front office. Uh, but um, the the division's still within reach. They're one game out of it. Crazier things have happened. Yeah. And and we've seen, Matt, that the Falcons and the Saints, they're going to do their part in making this a very interesting race all the way up through January because they're going to lose as well. So uh, hang on. I, they may get the Trask, but I don't think that happens until the Buccaneers are officially eliminated from the, the playoffs or the NFC South division title. We'll see.
0: And you also got to look at it from the perspective of Todd Bowles because Bowles yeah. can't be like, huh, hey, well – Maybe we'll put in trash and see what we have for next season because Bulls may not be here next season. Yeah, So he right. can't really, he can't really run that risk either. Um, Jonas Garea. Thank you for the dollar 99 super chat says, Scott, I heard, I heard you aren't a fan of Eric B Why yeah. not?
2: Um, I just don't think that he is a, a good coach. Um, if you look at Washington, they're not the most talented team that the commodes they rank right ahead of Tampa Bay in terms of points per game, and we're looking at uh, 20.5 right now. They have the 21st-ranked offense, and Tampa Bay is 23 with 19.3. So they're literally a point ahead of Tampa Bay in terms of point production. I think that a lot of the success the Chiefs have had has been Andy Reid, not Eric Bien-Aimé. Um He kind of is a hardline coach. He's a, kind of an old-school hardline coach yells, screams at his players. And and sometimes if you don't have the right balance, like Bruce Arians did, yeah. where you know you can yell at him and then hug him later. Um, that can wear on players. They tune you out. And I just there's a reason why this guy has not been hired to be a head coach. And I know that the media has pushed him. The he has done the tour with owners, he's done the interviews, and everybody has said no. And sometimes they say no for a reason. So no, I'm not a fan of Eric Bianomi. Would not want him here at all. He kind of comes from the
0: conversation we were talking about earlier of like, did Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes make Eric Bien-Aimé the enemy, yeah, you know, the commodity did. that that some people wanted? And yeah, it's funny because there have been some of those reports about like, oh, he's too harsh on the players. It's yeah. almost like for coaches, you need a new school coach, but mm-hmm. you want a player to have that old school mentality right. of like <laughs> holding people accountable, Yeah, like the uh, JPPs and the so exactly So uh, a little bit of a tough one, and that's yeah. kind of been a blender a bit. Yep. Uh, but Shaggy with the $5 super chat. Thanks Shaggy says, assuming nothing changes, do they risk alienating players by keeping Todd Bowles around?
2: Uh, I, listen, one of two things is going to happen. Todd Bowles is going to win the NFC South with this team, keep his job. It probably has to come with winning a, a playoff game, especially at home. If you win the South, because that to me would show true progress. I think that's what the lasers are looking for. So Listen, if Todd Bowles turns this thing around and they win five out of the next six uh, and, and they get a, a home playoff game, they win the division and they, they get a win and they go on the road and they lose to a better team, then I, the players aren't going to be alienated. They're probably going to be very happy with Todd Bowles at that point in time. But it's either going to be that, folks, or, or he's going to get fired. It's, we're, we're looking at, at the two outcomes here. And there really isn't a third. It's it's either he wins a lot and stays because he's won a home playoff game and he's won the division, or he uh, or he gets fired. And I I think that's that's where we're heading. One of those and, two things. And you do the math, and and I think it's the first rather than the latter.
0: And the way it's shaping I'm sorry, out, like the clearly, latter
2: rather than not the first.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the way things are shaping out, clearly the NFC South will be the four seed uh, in in the yeah. NFC, which means they'll play the top wild card team, which you know the eagles are almost impossible to beat unless you're the new york jets so yeah. that seems like the cowboys are going to be that fifth seed so you're yeah. looking at bucks cowboys again mm-hmm. and uh you know we saw how that went last season right and i don't i don't see it being that much different uh this time around if I they agree. even win the division
2: yeah well if you want to win when it comes to your finances there's only one place to turn and that's immunity financial At Amuni Financial, we help you live in the now.
1: Congratulations. We're so happy to be here. Thank you.
2: And even though the now may feel very
1: different, you still need to plan for the future. How's retirement you? Oh, just fantastic. I know I say it all the time, but you really got to come up to Colorado. Let's do it. All right. We can help you develop that plan to keep you on track, so you can still prepare for tomorrow, today.
2: Amuni Financial. Plan ahead. Stay ahead. That's right, folks. Listen, I got most of my financial investments—the ones I can move—over there, in Immuni Financial for a reason. Because they do a great job. I love the, the uh, the relationships I have over there with Mark and David at, at Immunity Financial. Um, they do a great job. Even if you have your own financial advisor, it doesn't hurt to get a second opinion. You know, just just like going to see another doctor, another specialist. Uh, you want to make sure that you have. Your portfolio is growing the right way. And managing your family's wealth, it means more to Immunity Financial than simply allocating your assets. It's legacy planning, brokerage and advisory services, retirement accounts, college savings accounts, and insurance services. With 40 years of experience, let Immunity Financial help you plan ahead and stay ahead. Give them a call today at 1-800-868-6864 or visit immuni.com.
0: And Peter people don't forget as well to follow us on all of our social media at Peter report on X threads, Instagram and Facebook. And of course, our uh, YouTube channel is Peter report TV, where we have the podcast four times a week. Peter game day show, Peter pulse, Peter picks and props, very stuff from uh, all the press conferences we go to and stuff at practice as well. It's filled and filled with content. Uh, a lot of video breakdowns as well from Josh Capo, so a little something for everybody over yeah. on our um, YouTube channel. And, yeah. well, let's uh, answer
2: the question that we posed at the beginning of this. Matt, can could the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers on Sunday, even without Frank Reich, even with Bryce Young? Yeah, absolutely. Quarterback, yeah, they <laughs> absolutely, can. they can
0: lose <laughs> because they haven't proven to make. Long sustaining adjustments, and yeah. they've lost the teams that they should beat. So, yeah, absolutely agreed.
2: Yeah, and, and if they that, beat
0: the Texans, the Panthers beat the Texans. That's so, right. anything's <laughs> that's
2: right. Uh, but will they? That's another question. We're gonna have on Wednesday at four o'clock, uh, the next Peter Report podcast. We're gonna have our Bucks Panthers preview, and we'll tell you exactly what's gonna happen on Sunday or what could happen, maybe. And uh, listen. Tomorrow, I guess, is is the day of giving, and uh, we have one big favor, because you guys have been so giving with your Super Chats, but here's our, our one big favor we want you to give for us. Tell a friend about Peter Report TV and have them subscribe, and we want you to subscribe. If you haven't done so yet, it's free. Hit the button and subscribe. It goes a long way. We're, we're on our way to 13,000 yeah. um, Peter people that are subscribing, and so just Th- th- that's the only thing we want is just for you to subscribe to Peter Report TV and tell a friend about us and PeterReport.com.
0: Yes, please do so. Please leave a comment. That's going to do it for us. Uh, for Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thanks everybody for watching. And we will see you on Wednesday for another edition of the Peter Report podcast. Out. Out.